What's up, everybody? It's your host, Brooke Saborn, aka Your Girl Middle Child Lives, and this week's episode is my favorite so far because it's about moi. Yes, actually, I asked my husband, Logan, who is usually my co-host, to interview me because I have a YouTube channel, and here it is. Hey everybody, welcome to Storytime Behind the Channel. My name is Logan Riley. I'm today's host. I'm here with Brooke Saborin, who is your usual host of Storytime. And she's also the founder, CEO, chairwoman of Middle Child Lives. Brooke's an avid outdoors woman. She's a caring person, a true empath, and the love of my life. She's an honorable dropout of UW-Stevens Point, and she's here to make a difference. Brooke, thank you for having me on the podcast, for letting me turn the tables and host this week's episode, and welcome. Thank you, thank you for having me. And actually, everybody, audience, I asked Logan to interview me like a month or so ago when I was like kind of just starting this podcast because I have a YouTube channel. I'm like, I want to be a guest. I do not know what he's going to do here, so I'm really excited. Logan, thank you for doing this for everybody. <laughs> it's my pleasure. I am psyched to be here. I'm psyched to turn things around and host the pod and have you on as a guest. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> All right, let's get started in the traditional manner with a little game of YouTube trivia. Ooh, yee yee. Yeah, so... These I'll questions. be good at this. I know I will. <laughs> All right. We shall see. I got five questions. Okay. All of them are multiple choice. Oh. And I think I got a couple of stumpers in here. Oh my gosh. No numbers. A lot of numbers. Zero numbers. <gasps> Not one number in Thank the you. pod. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No numbers. Well, I mean, no. All the answers. None of the Brain answers doesn't are numbers. Compute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get into it. I First question. Which YouTube channel was the first channel to reach 10,000 subscribers? We're going way back. Oh my gosh. The first ever? Oh, multiple choice. Multiple choice. R rattle them off. <laughs> the answers are Smosh, Fred, PewDiePie, or Ray William Johnson. Hmm. I don't know if I've ever heard of Ray William Johnson. Are you allowed to give a hint what kind of content that that creator does? Or it no? Is. No, I'm not. Okay. All right. There um, are no hints in this game. I, I, I. That's fine. Um, I've never heard you give a hint, so don't expect any. I have, I think, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. My gut says PewDiePie just because, like, come on. But I also, my heart says Smosh. I'm going with Smosh. And you're right. Ah, it's Smosh. Yay. Smosh, which I had never heard of Smosh. I watched oh, really? like the first 20 seconds of one of their videos today, and I was immediately annoyed. Shut I up. You never watched Smosh? Never watched Smosh. I was Smosh. a true YouTube adolescent, though. Like. Yeah, I was not. Okay. <laughs> I knew it all. Like. But for those of us, like me, who don't know, let me toss okay. some knowledge at you. Okay. Smosh is a comedy collective, and they have 25 million subscribers nowadays. One of, they started out making lip sync videos, right? What do you remember from their early content? Okay, well, they did um, sketches. Like, they did rap battles, epic rap battles. Oh, they, epic rap battles was Smosh? No, not how... 
not epic rap battles of history, oh, I don't okay. think, but okay. they did rap battle. Okay, maybe they weren't called epic rap battles. That would just have to be, like, I'll have to look that up. But yeah, they did rap battles. They did just, like, funny things. I mean, it's two guys, Anthony and, um, oh my gosh, I can't even think. Anthony P. Pediddle or something like that. And then I don't remember the other guy's name. Ding. Sorry, guys. Like, I was a fan, but ooh, we fell out, I guess. <laughs> uh, I think his first name is Isaac. Oh, okay. I don't I don't have that. It's fine. But, but, okay. So, cool. their first huge video was they did a lip sync of the Pokemon theme music video. They made oh, yeah. A music I've video seen it. The Pokemon theme. Yeah. And it rose to, at one point, it was the most, video, most viewed video of all time on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And bonus question, what was the video that took over its top spot? Ooh, it's about a donut, isn't it? No, it is one of the most iconic YouTube videos of history. Huh, okay. Isn't it by Smosh? No. Oh! No, this is the oh. all-time list. It was overtaken by this oh video. Oh my gosh. And it's middle school. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 okay. I can totally get this. Iconic. Is it a multiple choice or do I have to get this off my head? No, you have to get this off the top. Okay. Um, it's a bonus question. I would say... I forgot what it's called. Niocat? Oh my gosh, what is it called? Neocat? Nyan Cat? Yeah, Nyan Cat. It's not. No? It's Evolution of Dance was the one that knocked oh, it off the top spot. wow. Way back. Okay. Hmm. One for one still, technically. Mm-hmm. The bonus question was just a bonus question. I didn't even add anticipate asking this may come as a surprise this is question number two this okay. may come as a surprise but youtube actually got its start as this kind of website dating damn i didn't even have to give the, <laughs> the i told you options. i know youtube <laughs> i know it <laughs> the platform failed as a dating service pretty quickly but stumbled in as an actually really nice video for uploading and sorting YouTube videos, or videos. Question number three. In September 2014, YouTube introduced a new feature that allows users to make one-time donations to their favorite channels and content creators. This virtual tip jar is formerly referred to as what? In 2014? Yep. A, channel sourcing. B, creator financing. C, fan funding. D, sponsor supporting. That one I don't know. I'm going to go with sponsor supporting. It's fan funding. Oh my gosh. It allowed monetized It allowed monetized accounts to accept tips, one-time payments, directly from their subscribers, ranging from $1 all the way up to $500. Nice. And you didn't even have to be subscribed. It was just from a video viewer that you could get a tip mm-hmm. from. Oh, Does nice. that kind of, I don't know if they call it something different, is that option still out there where you can send money directly to a channel um, as a viewer? Yes, it's not an automatic setting. It's not added to your account if you're monetized, but you can put it on your profile. I don't know like what the requirements are as far as like if you have to be... I don't know. I don't know the requirements, but I know that it's an optional thing for creators. So, we are at two for three. Okay, I'm good with that. Question number four. What was the name of the very first YouTube video ever posted? Me at the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> these, these are layups, huh? Are they layups? 
I don't know. Are they? I don't know. It what is a layup? <laughs> it wasn't well, I mean, I know this stuff. I told you. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> Me at the Zoo was posted by YouTube co-founder Jawed Kareem. He's looking at me like I know how to pronounce that guy's name. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he posted it to the community while it was still a dating site. It's short, awkward, and... It is. Beautiful. Honestly, like, <laughs> to have that be the first video to YouTube is perfect. I know. And it's very awkward. I'm and proud I was like, of it. wow, I see why these guys founded a dating website. It probably wasn't going super well for Aww, them. <laughs> Poor guy. Sorry. And funny stat, little factoid that comes out of that. The first word ever spoken on YouTube is all right. Aww. Which is like a buzzword. Cute. in youtube today it it stands it yeah all right guys all people right, will everybody. like sw- fall into their chair and be like all right yeah it's a common starter it still is all after i think i've done it yeah i definitely have years of youtube <laughs> noise all right last question might also be a layout okay what was youtube's slogan until 2012 a broadcast yourself b share yourself C, express yourself. D, reinvent yourself. It's definitely broadcast yourself. It is. 100%. Yep. I knew if I I knew if I heard it, yeah, but I wouldn't have gotten that off the top of my head. But nice. Was that all of them? That's all of them. Yeah. Three for five. Oh. Four for five. Yeah, Yeah, four for five. Pretty solid. So let's start the, uh, the body of the pod the same way that you do. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Okay, my name is Brooksaborin. Brooksaborin. Sorry, that, I didn't have to say it like that. Um, certified goof. Yeah, I am a certified goof. I have a YouTube channel um, slash a lot of things I do are under the name Middle Child Lives. But mainly I focus on my YouTube channel and I focus in, on it indirectly in some ways like this podcast. But at the end of the day, my biggest goal right now is to get 100,000 subs because, you know, if you set a goal, you got to reach it. So (laughs) that's kind of what my main focus is. Um, I also do some side hustles and I just like to have an all-around good time. I just want to be successful in life in the future. And, you know, with success comes finding the meaning of success. So every day is a step in the, the direction of figuring it out but you're, i'm sorry you're like, that was you so weird the right direction but you're also like mm, i don't want to judge it like that it's it's the direction yeah. we're just oh taking gosh. steps that was such a weird answer but hello i'm broke answer. it sounded <laughs> yeah, that, i was like well that sounded like what how you would answer that question so uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why that's weird because <laughs> it's hard okay it's just it's a hard question to answer i always feel guilty asking people because i'm like i know try to c- encapsulate yourself I don't know. <laughs> Just try. <laughs> so, yeah, that was me on the other end, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, let's start from the beginning of the beginning. Okay. You've been making videos since you were just a wee lass. Tell us about your childhood and tell us about where your interest in video started. Oh, my gosh. Taking it all the way back. All the way. Um, so, when I was a kid... I can't really pinpoint when I realized I really liked making videos, but it was, I know that I got my first video camera when I was 12. I had um, been saving up for one, and I actually got one for my birthday, the one that I wanted. It was a little red camcorder. It probably cost like 60 bucks or less, to be honest, and it 
the quality was just magnificent you know it was just a little thing and i was so hyped after that i just hit the ground running with making videos like every time i was with my cousins or some of my friends i would be like do you guys want to make a video you know like yeah. i have some ideas i was always pushing to people to like try make videos with me and i couldn't do it alone because i had tried at the time fred was like one of my favorite youtubers yeah and i was like fred does it like it's just him it's only him so i tried that and i never could release that because it was embarrassing <laughs> and i tried to pick up on a lot of youtuber styles in that way and i just couldn't do it myself so really i fell out for a long time because like i just didn't know how it was really hard getting people together for like long days to shoot you know i was like kind of in a director position all the time and like, you know, I just didn't know how to handle that situation. So, yeah, that was how my videoing started as a kid. But yeah, I started, like, officially making videos when I was 12 when I got my little camcorder. What style of videos would you say you made most? What kind of videos? Like, as a kid? Yeah. Um, my favorite thing to make were music videos, but they were also the hardest. Yeah, that's tough. Um, but it was, oh, genuinely so fun to me. Like, I thrived on making music videos. I also tried to do skits, movies, you know, pretty much anything under the sun. If sure. I had an idea, I'm like, anybody um, available and want to spend multiple days doing this? <laughs> <laughs> anybody have this whole week free? Yeah, I would like learn dances and stuff, you know, get my sisters in on it. So I've seen the Hard <laughs> the hard Knock Life video is iconic. That's really the only one it's that lives so today. Were there other music videos that I need to see? No, that's the only one that lives today is what I'm saying. It's like, the only one that made it yeah, all the way out. I know that one of my, I think it was Bridget and I made the Hoedown Throwdown by Miley Cyrus. Mm -hmm. um, what else did we make? Yeah, I'm pretty sure the only one out there is the Hard Knock Life. But actually, Brienne took most of the lead on that one. So that was my first video that I, I ever took part in with my new camera. Brienne actually led most of it. And then after that, it was my, my thing. Like, she kind of taught me how to use Windows Movie Maker. During the edit process, she just showed me all the things. Um, and after that. So, yeah, not even any of my things are out there. But still, <laughs> that was the first project that really, I was like, yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it was and awesome. And we are going to link Brooke's whole YouTube channel in the uh, description. Okay. Below. We're going to do it. I'll link Hard Knock Life. But a lot of those videos my sister posted, that's why I didn't link it before, because I'm like, it's not even really my thing. But you'll you'll be able to tell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll link. The edited ones are the, the ones I made. <laughs> that Do you ever find yourself making a video today and you it feels familiar, like you're using some of the same strategies or style that you used when you first started? Like, some of the things, like, you're influenced now by your early style? Well, I mean, I made a lot of mistakes as a kid that ruined entire videos that I worked hard on. So I still hold on to the lessons I've learned. Yeah. But I don't know about style, especially since, like, video was so different back then. I was influenced differently back then and wanted to s see different things in my own work. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I was watching Fred and Smosh. Like, <laughs> I was going for comedy skits i mean i today i would love to be able to get back into that unfortunately like <laughs> i i don't know how <laughs> i'm trying my best <laughs> i'm just trying <laughs> <I hear you. laughs> so another big event in 
your life and video. You were on the other side. You were in front of the camera. For those of you who don't know, Brooks' family was on oh, White yeah. Swap. Yeah, that was sweet. Really a reality TV gem from the 2000s. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience on White Swap? Yeah, so my family got picked to be on the reality show Wife Swap before it came became Celebrity Wife Swap, and my mom went to New York. We got a new mom. It's on Hulu, season six, episode like seven or something like that, or the numbers are switched. I'm not sure. We it was like kind of a superhero vibe going with the other families, so we dressed as superheroes, and uh, I don't really know if I learned any lessons at the time. <laughs> Is that what you asked, if I learned any lessons? Or... I just, well, that was going to be my next question, but I really just want to know a little bit about your experience with it. Was it, like, was it positive? Was it negative? Uh, no, overall, it was positive because I really want to go on reality TV again, and I have a very strong knowledge of, like, how the process works because I already did it. So, actually, I really like that I have that experience. Although every probably production company runs so differently i i wouldn't go in blindly you know i have a comfortability comfortability uh with that whole process and it definitely taught me how to talk to a camera a hundred percent because they actually taught us skills about talking to a camera and like they yeah they did teach us to be the cast they needed us to be that's cool the thing i would have the hardest time with and the thing that I find most challenging and like just trying to enjoy reality TV of any kind mm-hmm. is how the people that are on the show have zero control over the narrative that oh is gosh, told yeah. about them. You so know? true. And I think it can be super damaging. Yeah, totally. Especially if you are, you get a lot of haters from it, but in reality, like maybe you had one bad mood and you maybe acted out a little bit and then yeah. that's what you're known for forever right and that can just be pitched yeah. as who you are that's why i really try to make the people in my work look good because i would never want to be that person to edit someone badly right i only edit myself badly because i think it's funny <laughs> so it sounds like the experience intrigued you as a as a just a natural creator or somebody very interested in creating at that time was that but that was pre video camera ownership right um yeah definitely was that the spark i guess uh no or that was definitely wasn't there? the spark no it actually didn't affect the way that i felt at all i was intrigued by the cameraman yeah i was like whoa your camera's so big like this thing is awesome i wasn't allowed to touch it but i think they that one guy um i think his name was nick shout out he let me put it on my shoulder while well, he held it. It was, I think he said it was like 45 pounds. And that's probably how much I weighed. Just <laughs> kidding, but not really. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't say that it influenced me at all, to be honest. Well, I know you want to get on a standing reality TV show, but I think your extended family could star in a reality TV show of their very own. And mm-hmm. it would like blow the Kardashians out of the Are water. Are you talking about the Heasleys? Just your entire family. Oh, because the, the Heasleys actually were proposed at their own TV show. Yeah. My uncle Doug and Aunt Sharon, uh, they debated it for a while, uh, but they ended up saying no. And for those of you who don't know them, they have 12 kids and they live like, you know, a very specific lifestyle. It would be entertaining for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, they 
they have strong intentions, you know, mm-hmm. and they live a certain way on purpose all the time. Yeah. Great people. Yep. Awesome. Let's move on to the beginning of middle child Liz. I, so I know it's a story you've told a couple of times on the channel, but we need to hear it for the pod. Yeah. I actually don't even really know if I've talked about it on the channel completely. Well, so this is great. Here's the chance. <laughs> this so, is why I wanted to be on the pod. <laughs> when, you, when you started Middle Child Lives, we were living in the van in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And living in the van changed my life. I still have a lot of growing to do as an adult human. And life is a process of progress. Yeah. And I don't have a... I think it was so far accelerated in the time that we spent living in the van. And I wonder if you had a similar experience and learning about yourself. Um, Is that a poorly worded question? Kind of, but I'm going to bring it all together right now. <laughs> it kind of went all over the place. But I'll, but so during the time period that we lived in a van, I definitely have gone through changes. I always am like as well. Right. Just like you said. Right. Like, We're always changing. Yeah, exactly. Every experience does. I think the time period definitely changed me the most but i don't think that it had to do with living in the van necessarily like i think that you were saying that for you living in the van accelerated or it wasn't just like where i slept it was the whole yeah it was the whole experience i think that during that time so we did get to travel okay i guess yeah yeah yeah. no yes i don't know what i'm saying so we got to travel in our van entirely for six months or how much was it yeah six full months six months and um it was incredible like we pretty much cut all the ties we could our jobs were in the off season so you know we had all this free time and we usually we always both of us even before we met always had seasonal jobs and we would find a winter job because we're outside people but and then we would have to find a winter job but we were like let's not this time and we just went for it and after that we went back to our seasonal job I don't know if this has to do with being in the van or I, I mean, I was already on the verge of this anyway, but it definitely made me feel a certain kind of trapped that I couldn't live with. So middle child lives was like a big fat leap of faith on myself. I told myself like, this is my out. I don't have to live this life of not just seasonal work, but like I, the, the feeling that the job gave me of being trapped. Middle Child Lives was my out, and it still is. And I'm still continuing to work hard to, to watch it grow and, like, to do whatever I can to someday not only, like, reach my goal of 100,000 subscribers. That's just, like, a number. Like, it doesn't even really matter like that. That's just, like, the goal I've set. Sure. But it's just that I can create a lifestyle for myself doing something that I have loved my entire life, but... You got to start with day one, just mm-hmm. like everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Did I answer your question. <laughs> yeah, it does. I think, and I think I've, I've learned more about my question by hearing your answer. Yeah. You know, like w- the ceiling was blown off of potential freedom. You know, like we had the potential to be as free as a human could possibly be living in the van, you know? So it, well, yeah. what it really did. I- Hypothetically. Was, right. Hypothetically. There's still like it, financial But I'm saying the potential strains. was there. Yeah, like, for sure. The ceiling was blown off of the potential. Yeah. And what it did for me, and I think for you too, is it exposed the traps e- of oh, the yeah. life that we were living. Definitely. It, expo- it exposed the things that were holding us down, you know, mm-hmm. or holding us back. 
and the things that we were doing that were actually detrimental to the journey that our we wanted to live. Our precious time. Right. Our precious little time. Yeah. So I think that was like the biggest thing that I learned about is, you know, I had, it just, it, you know, every experience is different and that mm-hmm. one gave us that. Yeah. Why the fuck did we not start a YouTube channel before we moved into the van? Oh, well, that's actually funny that you uh, ask that because I wanted to, but my gosh, were we a little bit unprepared for making that giant leap? And my, I had full intention to, and even I just wasn't freaking prepared <laughs> at all. Like, nothing can prepare you, to be honest. I mean, doing it once, and if we went back, I would be fully prepared. But nothing can compare you. I don't think that I realized how mentally straining it would be. Not only that, but I just didn't... I didn't know how to do YouTube back then. Like, when I fully committed to it, I realized that I needed to fully commit to it to ever do it. Because it's not just getting a camera out and, like recording for a couple of minutes and then at the end of the day you sit down and like that's kind of how I went into it thinking and that's why we didn't have uh, any YouTube videos out of it because I hadn't even really started then yeah. actually I hadn't officially started then well, I just thought like oh it'll come start. together but really I was so naive and what oh my gosh the freaking content we could have gotten but I not I don't think of it that way I don't regret we live some crazy I don't shit. regret it we lived some crazy shit. Yeah. We saw some wild things. Mm-hmm. We sure did. <laughs> it was awesome. It was. and But luckily, you already owned a GoPro. Mm-hmm. We did shoot footage on the road. And yeah. you made a sweet montage. Yeah. Well, here's actually the thing about that even. You're going to love this because I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, I was so unprepared. So I had one memory card and I like didn't even know. I just had no way to store. I didn't have room on my computer. I didn't like have an external hard drive. I, we were living on a tight budget on the road and I couldn't even afford to get another memory card if I wanted to. So if I shot something, I would just delete it so I could shoot a new thing. So I never stored any of it. So actually so much sweet stuff was lost. Really cool stuff. Just because I didn't know what I was doing back then. I genuinely didn't. I, I'll i admit, like, it was a fail, a big fail, but it's because I had no plan and I didn't even bother learning. Yeah. But that's why I said, like, when I finally committed, I realized that, holy crap, I needed to commit. Do you have a favorite story from our time on the road? Um, I mean, I have a lot of really good ones, but I have to bring this one up as my favorite right now. Share Just... it with the people. So this was one of our first times, if not the first time, trout, trout fishing. And actually, it was Snowbird Creek, which I've since made a video about because we went again. We went back. Because we loved it. Actually, we went three times. Didn't we go twice on that trip or was it just the one? Did we revisit? We totally did. We revisited. So we it was our third time and we have a... A video on my YouTube channel. It's I'll link it. And Logan gave me food poisoning <laughs> from the trout, <laughs> no. and I literally puked all day, all night. And he ate his just fine. Like he didn't throw off or anything. We had separate. We each had our own trout, but he undercooked mine or something. And I just like right after our eating, I was on the my hands and knees, 
throwing it all up and I just felt like trash <laughs> and it was not good and I will never I will someday if I forget but I'll never let him live it down um, <laughs> not even on purpose like he'll cook me fish and I'll be karma. like did you try it <laughs> it was instant karma because I like we cooked it riverside and I had kept this fish it was like the first fish I caught that day and I had killed it, gutted it, stuffed it in my pocket of my waders, you know. There's pockets for that. Oh my gosh, this part's illegal. And then I'm walking <laughs> downstream and I look up on the sign and we are in a delayed harvest trout stream in yeah, North Carolina. We do which, not. That was ignorant. Like, it's November. We do not condone and that. They had just stocked those fish in there and you were. it was a catch and release period that ran until June. Like, yeah, we that should fish not was supposed that. to live in that river for seven more months before it was legal to be caught, and I killed this fish, and and I paid the I price. fully wish that it was me that had been on my hands and knees throwing that fish up. No, <laughs> I do, I do. First of all, because I hated to see it, I felt so responsible, and I had done a real wrong to get that fish, and I didn't know. Well, we but didn't have to admit it publicly, excuse. but now we did. Well, I did. <laughs> we did that. And now Oopsie. I can, I can release Sorry. myself. My conscience can be free because I screwed up twice uh, <laughs> in the same day. Well, that's yeah. it. That's why that's my favorite story because it's hilarious. <laughs> Logan made me puke. <laughs> What's up, future sponsors? If you'd like to hear your business advertised here on Storytime behind the channel, Inquire at middlechildlives at gmail.com. That's M-I-D-D-L-E-C-H-I-L-D-L-I-V-E-S at gmail.com. I cannot wait to hear from you. Now back to our interview. Back to Middle Child Lives. You've said that your goal is to get that plaque, 100,000 subscribers. How long do you want to have, do you want to run this channel? I really don't know. Quite honestly, I have a lot of other plans for my life. This is the one I'm working on right now. So I'm not sure. Is your goal, <laughs> is your goal to have YouTube be your primary source of income? No, but I want it to be a really good one for me. Yeah. I want it to be a source of income and I want it to be nice and lucrative. But I mean, I'm not, I don't have any like financial goals with it other than um, that I, I want it to become a stream of income. So right. that's what I'm working toward. Okay. What is, uh, what's your brand for Middle Child Lives? Like, what, what kind of videos do you want to be the ones that grow your channel? Can I rephrase the question to answer it a little bit? I, like, what my target audience is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. what, what kind of content do you want to be the driving back force of your channel? <laughs> In your episode with Trent, you talked to him, he made videos and actually was gaining some ground, you know, had some serious traction going and had something going making skateboarding videos, mm -hmm. but he hated it. Yeah. He didn't want to do it. He could have probably gotten somewhere where he could have made a living making those boarding videos, but he chose to back off of it because it didn't suit him and it didn't fit what he wanted. So my question is like your magnet fishing video on middle child lives is mm -hmm. one of your most watched videos right now. Mm-hmm. But you're not interested in making primarily magnet fishing videos. Yeah, it's illegal in South Carolina, first wow. of all. I That is such an incriminating video. I did not know. It but, wasn't illegal when we shot it. It was. 
<laughs> Someone yeah, commented just... telling me, and then I'm like, oh my gosh. So your magnet fishing video is one of your most watched videos on YouTube, but you're not interested in primarily making Middle Child Lives a magnet fishing channel, right? So there my question go. is, what kind of channel is it? What kind of channel do you want it to be? Honestly, I have no real direction in terms of like having a niche because screw niches. I even hate the word. <laughs> I don't even really want a niche ever for the rest of my life. But all that I really want to shine through in whatever video that I choose to make is an authentic person who shows you that it's okay to like burp sometimes, trip and fall, and like it's okay. And I like I always call myself a goof because I am, and I think it's fun, and it just like makes life lighthearted. And I I want to showcase that in a way that that inspires people to live more authentically and like to kind of show like the weird, ugly side of just living. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I do my best at it, but. I'm still trying to figure out what that looks like, to be honest. Good answer. Oh, one of my favorite questions from the pod. What's the craziest thing you've ever done for YouTube? Oh, man. I actually assumed you were going to ask me this. And realistically, the craziest thing I did for YouTube was quit my freaking job <laughs> to pursue it. Like, I had actually a really good job back in the day. Like, a really good job according to some obviously not me it wasn't good enough like i had to leave but i freaking quit my job yeah, <laughs> just to pursue youtube like i hadn't, didn't even have an account yet <laughs> what <laughs> i think uh there are a lot of people out there that would agree that that was crazy yeah what's the craziest thing you've done for the video okay i would probably have to be because I don't even really know. Uh, but it would probably have to be when we were on our honeymoon and we were snorkeling, <laughs> quote unquote, snorkeling for fish. We were spearfishing. Mm -hmm. And when I say we, I mean entirely our captains and Logan. I was literally alone on the boat because I got all geared up with them originally. And I dipped one toe in and I just started panicking because... I have been trying to like desensitize myself to the water and stuff and I've gone a lot better since then. I've done deeper water and less clear water, definitely. But I was just so terrified. And I, I mean, all my life I've been terrified of water. So I, I was like, I can't believe this blue water. I have a freaking waterproof camera in my hand, reef below me, and I, I'm not gonna get any of it because I'm too freaking scared. So I actually forced myself to swim around the boat a couple times, which was a big step. And it was a very panicked swim. It wasn't graceful. It wasn't cute. Barely got any footage from it. But still, I did it. And I faced my fear just for the shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. The was water panic. was like looking through glass. I have a lot of crying in, during that footage. <laughs> it's It was hard to watch while I was editing. The panic almost came back. <laughs> it was sweet, though. Check out that video if you want to see how breaking blue the water was oh, it was insane yeah, yeah it was we were awesome. diving for spiny lobster and conch and we killed a couple of really beautiful fish for dinner and it was a really cool experience Mm-hmm. it was yeah i swam like a foot from a nurse shark like a four foot long nurse shark swimming along the bottom 
It was just. I'd hate it was, that. It felt like National Geographic. Yeah. But live in the flesh. <laughs> so, and the okay, and also another reason I was freaking out was our captains literally told us if we spear a fish and a shark comes toward us, give them the fish. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> so to begin to wrap it up, all of that about the YouTube channel. Let's turn to the podcast. How do you think it's going so far? What do you think? I love it. Okay, it's definitely a learning process, just as everything is. Um, it's having guests on rather than just having like my own show. It definitely complicates things. It doesn't complicate it. It just it makes it more complicated, and it's definitely a lot of moving parts all the time. So, if I'm being honest, though, it's pretty easy <laughs> because <laughs> I went from like editing video like all day every day for a year. To now, when I'm editing this podcast, it's just the audio aspect. Oh my gosh, it like comes so naturally. It's so breezy. Yeah. But it is so much fun. I'm still learning a lot about audio. As you can tell throughout every single episode, there is no consistency in audio, which is something that I'm constantly working on. But other than that, my guests have been incredible. I've been so thankful that they've been giving me their time like this. Also, I, did, I never mentioned this before, but all of my first guests so far before this episode comes out have been local creators. So they're all based out of Charleston, which I really wanted to do to start out because, first of all, I love this city and I love to support any entrepreneur in this area and like any business and YouTubers. I mean, they don't get the credit that they deserve as far as like being a business. YouTube is 100% a business endeavor and it's not, I mean, I don't feel that it's my job to promote them and help them succeed, but it's, it's something that I enjoy and I, I see them and how like hard and discredited this industry is. And I just want to be that voice for them, even in my small way that I can with this podcast, I don't have a whole lot of listeners, but um, I wanted to start out with all of the local creators that I know, and there are still some more local creators that who I couldn't, because of scheduling, they aren't able to interview with me yet, but I do plan to continue to highlight uh, Charleston local creators. And then after this episode airs, we're going international, baby! Um, yeah. So, looking forward to that. I just really enjoy... Podcasting is, is just the freaking most beautiful way to network that I have ever even heard of let alone I mean before I even started doing it I didn't realize how amazing it was like I get to connect with people who love what I love and just listen to them and learn from them it's like it's such a, a fruitful experience for me and I hope that my guests feel the same and I hope that you like it too I it was kind of last minute that um, we decided that Logan would be co-hosting and I, I'm so glad that we made that decision. Oh, yeah. I am, too. It's great to be a part of. I mean, you're building a wealth of knowledge and a database of all these experiences and all these different ways that people are going about it. Like, mm -hmm. You haven't, you have not interviewed two people that are even remotely on the same path. Yet. So true. I know. And I didn't even, I knew everybody's different. Like, they are. But right. I didn't even realize how different everybody would be. Right. Just so far, we're all in the same city, and, and this no early one's doing on in the, the same journey, stuff. You know, yeah. like everybody, it's like, incredible. Even to be at this, even at the beginning stage of everybody's journey, there we're all 
in wildly different places. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty darn cool to see these people out there hustling. I really enjoy it. I enjoy being a part of it. And I enjoy listening to you. Heck yeah. Drink. <laughs> so to start to wrap things up here, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything that you're working on that the people need to know about? Honestly, guys, just keep listening to this podcast. There are so many incredible creators out there that you don't even know about and I don't even know about. And like we can inspire each other. Please, if you like this podcast, follow it on Spotify and or you can listen on Apple Podcasts. I always promote Spotify for some reason because that's what I use. And also, if you want, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Like, If you like what I'm doing, help me reach my goals. I would really appreciate it. Uh, that's all I have to promote. We're waiting for another Middle Child Lives merch drop, by the way. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, I can. I guess I'll promote a little bit where I'm at with my channel. So if you're a watcher of my channel, um, if you found this podcast through that, I'm going through a transition. <laughs> I'm still trying to, like, you know, every day is a learning process. I'm still trying to figure out where my channel's going, but exciting things to come. I appreciate everybody for their support. And yes, there will be another merch drop eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime between now and forever. Yeah. Hats this time, baby. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, every slice of my life gets about five minutes a day, so things move a little slowly, slowly but... But they're moving. I, yeah, I and mean, that I'm not in any important. rush ever, so <laughs> we're good. Just keep moving. Yeah. For show, for show. All right, Brooke, let's get out of here. I appreciate you welcoming me into our guest bedroom to record this podcast and I really have enjoyed it. I uh, I like being on this side of the table. Hope we can do it again sometime. We'll have to definitely check back in with each other you, you. here after, uh, I don't know, a hundred more episodes or so. Yeah, side note on that, I've never mentioned it on the pod and I don't even know if I've mentioned it to you. Once we have been doing this for a while, I would love to start doing bonus episodes of Where Are They Now? Ooh. I, like one year later, whatever it may yeah. end up being. And so look out for that, guys. And uh, yeah, I also, I do have another thing to promote. If you or someone you know is a growing YouTuber who would like to be spotlighted, spotlighted, spotlit, lit up on this podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> if you want to get that. lit on the podcast. No, uh, if you want to be highlighted on this podcast, just shoot me an email middlechildlives at gmail.com I would be really interested in getting to know you so please shoot me a DM on Instagram if not at middlechildlives and yeah hope to hear from you alright so yeah I just want to thank everybody for listening and for Logan taking the time out of your week to write this interview and sitting down with me tonight to create this i was really excited about it because I love what I do and I love to talk about it. <laughs> Don't always get the opportunity. So yeah, I really appreciate you giving it to me right now. It's so. my pleasure. Heck yeah. All right, baby, let's get out of here. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. How do they, how do they? Stop. Okay, we're starting. And
And now I am joined by my lovely husband, aka my co-host, Logan Riley. Hey, hey. What's up, Logan? Doing all right. Welcome, everybody, to The Breakdown. This is the part of the podcast where we crawl into our blanket fort and break down all of the sports references that went way over Brooke's head. What sports references? I'm just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> I'm joshing. Uh, okay, so that was a really, really fun episode. I really liked listening to it because we did a great job. Props to us. Yeah, that was fun. And props to my interviewer, Logan. Royley. You know, I had a lot to make up for with the whole uh, fishful thinking game debacle. Listeners, you just have to go listen to it. I was extremely unprepared and left Brooke extremely unprepared. Yeah, truly, if you even made it past the game on that interview, first of all, sorry, John, if you're listening, but if you made it past the game and listened all the way to the breakdown, then we did discuss, but that's another story. I do have a little story to tell everybody about the dinner that Logan made me last night. Oh, no. Logan, do I have your permission? Yeah. All right, so Logan yesterday decided to make a casserole. I'm a pretty first good of cook, all, by the way, generally. First of general. all, I am a casserole hater. I hate casseroles. Stews and casseroles can get out of my life forever, and I won't mind. So he's going to make dinner, and he's like, I'm going to make a casserole. And I'm thinking, all right, just eat it and smile. Just eat it and smile. And then he pulls out these ingredients. Mashed potatoes that I had already made previously. Made mashed potatoes, which don't need to be made into anything. They're already made. Zucchini. An onion. And two eggs. Oh, and a bag of cheese. (laughs) So he put the... And chicken and bone stock. Oh, okay. I don't know all the ingredients because I was just trying to mind my own business and tell myself, you got to eat it. Whatever it is, you got to eat it. I was really like in my head like okay I know what we're thinking but we can't we have to be nice but in the end so he put the mashed potatoes and the zucchini and the onion all together kind of as the base layer and the bulk of the casserole and then he put whipped some eggs like scrambled them up poured them on top (laughs) just a layer of egg liquid on top and then put it in the oven at 425. I'm thinking, okay, these eggs are going to be overcooked because they're such a thin layer and the middle of the mashed potatoes is not going to be warm if the eggs are cooked properly or if the mashed potatoes are warm all the way through, this egg is going to be absolutely disgusting. So he cooks that for a while, takes it out, puts the cheese on top, cooks it for longer. Oh, anyway, so long story short, Loki, I was telling, I was like hyping myself up. You got to eat this food that your husband is lovingly making you. I ate two bites and I completely lost my appetite. Dude, those eggs were so freaking nasty. The whole dish was nasty. I'm sorry, Loki. It was the worst I couldn't thing eat I've it. ever cooked in my whole life. I couldn't even believe, like, genuinely. All right, that's the story. <laughs> I just had to. I had to air out your dirty laundry because it had to be said. It's so such a funny dish, like. What the heck? I'm I'd so like, ashamed. I'd like to I'd like to hear where your head was at. Why would you make mashed potatoes into something else? I don't know. I guess I was a little cocky and I was like, you know, we got these leftovers and a little bit of stuff left in the fridge like we need to do some grocery shopping, but I am going to make this into something. Like <laughs> like you can't go wrong just baking it all together. 
That was my mindset, and I was so fucking wrong. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Did you like and it? Oh. No, I don't like it at all. I'm going to eat the whole dish over the next few days because... We don't uh, condone we don't wasting. Waste <laughs> but it's gross. Like, I... And, you know, like, I've... I love turmeric. And I like to saute veggies with turmeric because it really just, like, that sweet flavor... That aroma is so nice, but in the mashed potatoes with everything else that's working, it's like spicy with turmeric in it, and it's just awful. Why was it spicy anyway? Well, I put hot slap your mama in the mm. veggies mm. when I was sauteing them. And then, you know what the <laughs> worst part of it all is? Is I like sprinkled fresh tomato on top, and the fresh tomato is just gross with it. Yeah. Like tomato and potatoes. When has that ever gone together? Ever. Wait. Ever. Wait. Really? Wait. Let me try to think. Do you do? Is, are there any dishes that put those together? I don't think so. I mean, dude, I'll tell you, it's gross together. Like I love tomatoes and I love <laughs> potatoes. Potato and potatoes. potatoes. So good. Potatoes, tomatoes, potatoes, tomatoes. I love them all. Me too. But it's not like that, dude. <laughs> I don't love them that much. <laughs> wow, it is horrendous. So it's a nightmare, but I am gonna suffer through it throughout the weekend. I'm just gonna try to eat big servings of it really fast and <laughs> just get it down and get it out of the way. Oh, and if anybody wants the recipe, send Logan a DM. <laughs> <laughs> send me a DM on After Instagram. After that rave review, you up with the recipe. Yeah, the review. Just maybe if that sold you for any reason at all, hit them up. <laughs> okay, anything but, uh, else? Oh, sorry. I'm on the redemption tour. I'm going to make stuffed peppers for dinner tomorrow that are going to knock Brooke's socks off. I'll have to give an update if I remember. Yeah. We'll give an update. We will give an update. On the redemption meal. In next week's podcast, you'll get, a, you'll get an update. Speaking of which, let's break into the notes. Uh, so... Ray William Johnson, neither of us had really any idea who he was, even though he was a potential option on the first question from trivia. And I think, like, I went back and watched one or two, well, really just one of his videos. I don't even want to flex and say it was two. I watched most of one, part of one, some of one. Can um, I take a guess? Let me take a I wild guess. I might have told you in the other room just a minute ago. No, I asked you not to. So, since he was grouped in with those people, I'm going to take a guess and say that he makes inventions. Mm-mm. No, he's a comedy <laughs> guy, just like all the other... I was imagining, like, a comedy inventor. No, he... So, he is, like... You know all of those people on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, they all, like, do split-screen with viral videos and com do commentary on viral videos? Oh, reacts. Yeah. He was like the OG viral video commenter co or uh, narr narrator or like, I guess he kind of like, it was like reactor, would, right? Reactor. Those are what they call it. Right. He was the OG reactor, but I'm telling you, I watch these videos and I'm like, man, he's pulling these off of AFE because you know, he wasn't getting them from TikTok or Instagram. It was 2009, you know, like he is getting these videos from AFV. Or maybe Facebook, which is pretty wild. But uh, basically, yeah, he would just, like, show a video, talk about it, show another video, talk about it. Nice. Um, and he did, like, a whole little show. Wow, and he started an entire industry. Yeah, right. Now it's a whole thing. 
we did talk about Smosh, and I didn't remember the guy's names, which they are Anthony Papilla and Ian Anthony Padilla and Ian Haycox. Haycox. Hecox? Hecox. Anthony Hecox. What does that mean? I don't know. You pronounce it Hecox and just. Anthony Padilla. Anyway, those are their names. <laughs> mm, and they did not make epic rap battles of history, but they the donut video that I was talking about and referring to are their epic food battles. And the donut, as you guys probably know, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but the donut is the reigning champ throughout the whole series. The donut wins every time. Pink sprinkly donut, or what is it called? Yeah. Whatever. Donut with pink sprinkles or pink frosted sprinkled donut. Yeah, or... pink frost, pink frosted sprinkled donut. Yeah, wins every time. I had to watch. I watched part of that from Food Battles 2007, and I had to read a couple of book, like a couple of pages out of a book after watching a few minutes of that video, just to like get the brain to try to you know revive the brain cells. It was like brain cell CPR. Yeesh. But man, I you know. Man, it like was just videos. like all the videos we used to watch. When, yeah, they were great we were in back middle school, then. You know, it was. I mean, shoot. And that's why we fell out, Smosh. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not my style anymore. Yeah, they really haven't changed a lot. Did you look up who did the epic rap battles of history, though? Because uh -uh. we know it's not Smosh. No, I can look it up right now, though. Epic rap battles of history. Epic Lloyd and Nice Peter. That's what their channel name is. The channel name is Epic Rap Battles of History. Oh, okay. So Epic Rap Battles of History makes Epic ba Rap Battles of History. Imagine that. All right. So that is all the stuff that I have. Them. Yeah, I know. They're still going. The most recent one is Laura Croft versus Indiana Jones. I've seen those pop up. I haven't watched one probably in years, but I, I see them get released. So, yeah, this is all that we have for things that we didn't know about. Oh, there is one thing I want to break down. Yeah. It is fan funding. Because we didn't, like, really go into it, and I think it's super relevant to the audience. Okay. So YouTube created fan funding in September of 2014, or they launched it in September of 2014, and it was in response to the creation of Patreon and PayPal, which was taking a lot of money that was going to YouTube creators that wasn't going through YouTube and YouTube wasn't super psyched about that. Yeah. So they wanted their little piece, you know, because I'm sure they're getting a little, like, if you send somebody a dollar through fan funding on YouTube, I guarantee that creator isn't seeing the whole dollar. They're not, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. YouTube was getting a cut, and now Google's getting a cut with the tip jar. Right. So, right. So fan funding is only for residents of the United States, Australia, Mexico, and Japan. That's it. If you don't live there, if that's not where you're, if that's not the YouTube that you're working through, sorry. Oh, wait. So you're Patreon. saying that fan funding still exists? Fan funding is still out there. It's and still it's called an fan option. funding? It's still called fan funding. Oh. And it's something, it's not automatically enabled when you become monetized with your thousand subscribers and your watch hour re requirements. But you can kind of like just hit the slider and turn it on and it'll create the little fan funding tip jar 
in each video hmm. so that yeah. people can send you tips. Which, honestly, I don't see why you wouldn't turn it on. Why wouldn't you? I know. I see a lot of people with it on and a lot of people it. with it off. And I'm like, why wouldn't you have it on? Low-key, like, if someone wants to send me money, send it my way. Right. You don't even, like, <laughs> if you're, like, not about asking for money, don't mention it. Just leave it there. Like, yeah. what's it going to do? It's not going to lose you money. 100%. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I would recommend it to y'all out there when you get there. Just... Hit that little slider to the right, turn it on, don't be ashamed, you're not, you know. And if you mention this episode, we will send you a dollar. Oh. <laughs> on your little slider tip jar We'll thing. send you five dollars. No, we'll send you one. Okay. <laughs> Logan will send you five and I'll send you one. There we go. Six dollars for you. Six dollars automatically. If you get monetized and you mention our video, we got you. We're there for you. Or if you already are. Or if you already are. And but if you're also, not a YouTuber, get out of here. If you're listening to this, the guys from Smosh, like, kind of sorry I called your channel immediately annoying during the episode. Yeah, like, that was so didn't rude. Feel, it was pretty rude. I didn't feel great rude. about it when they I was going hard. back and listening to it. They do work hard. And, you know, like, there are 25 million people out there that would disagree with me because they subscribe to Smosh. So, that's my bad. And he's sorry for saying he had to read a book after. <laughs> yeah, I bashed him. Oh, I even you bashed literally... him in this, even though I already intended on apologizing. Well, shows that apology is a little bit fake. Oh, my gosh. Moving on, please. <laughs> Anthony and Ian, oh, my gosh. We like you. In fact, we want you as guests. We do want to have you on the show because I want to hear about the experience of at one time in YouTube's basic infancy, if not, inf it was a toddler, you know, like it wasn't an infant. It was a toddler. You guys were figuring it out before they were we could. Ahead of the pack. They had the most viewed video on YouTube at one point. And I mean, listen, if there was one video that was going to take over the top spot for me, evolution of dance would be the one that I wanted it to be. So we want to know what it's been like on the YouTube grind for 15 straight years. Yeah, I'll email them this episode. <laughs> Might as well. I want to I wanna hear from these guys. All right, so you got anything else for the audience? Let's get out of here. I got nothing. All right, let's freaking roll. Bye, everybody. Thank you again, Logan, for interviewing me. That was so fun. Thanks for coming on to my podcast. I'll let that one slide. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> bye. Bye.